0: Seven on our list is don't like talking to people. If you don't like talking to people, then there are other things that you can do in this industry. But two of the biggest factors in this industry that are going to help you generate more and more business is your marketing, which we've already talked about, and your communication skills, which is what we're talking about now. Are you a new real estate agent ready to learn from industry leaders who were once in your shoes and now want to give back? learning tips tricks hacks advice and most importantly of all what to avoid you'll learn the pain of the growth process that has helped them get to where they are today from seasoned agents to agents who are still new to the game but growing and scaling their business at a rapid pace welcome to the new real estate agent podcast with ryan strong All right, we got a little good doozy here for you. I don't even know what that means. I just kind of made that up right then and there. But we got 10 reasons why you should not become a real estate agent. Now, some of you may already be licensed and going, crap, I guess I didn't realize that. Um, And I wish I would have known that before I got my license. Or it's like something you just got to learn the hard way. There may be some other people listening to this podcast that just don't have their license yet and there's some some people just got to give you the hard truths of of the reality of the business and that's exactly what we are going to do in today's episode 10 reasons why you should not become a real estate agent this is from the pain of the process all right can you hear it in my voice the pain that i have gone through that i have seen others go through and so let's go ahead and roll right into this with number 10. All right. Number 10 is thinking you set your own hours. So in a way, yes, you do in a way. All right. Now that depends. If you're on a team then you're probably going to be under some sort of control and that team is going to dictate a lot of what you're doing, but you will still have some freedoms. If you're solo and independent like myself and building a team, then you do have a little bit more freedom. But what really happens or where the rubber really meets the road is when you have clients. When you have clients, your clients will set your hours. Your clients will reach out to you whenever they have a question so that they don't forget it. <laughs> your clients will need something done for them whenever it is most inconvenient for you. That is a promise. And now there's there's levels to this. You do need to set boundaries when it comes to your hours, when you're working, when you're not So for me, and probably for you, when you first get started, you're going to want to do anything and everything to serve your client at the highest level, which usually means just an open line of communication at all times of the day. That's exactly how I was and still kind of am because I just have a heart to serve. And if somebody needs something, I will address it and I will try to get it done as fast as possible. People really appreciate that when you put their needs in front of everything else as a priority. Now, some of you may have families. So do I. We have to really understand that, look, yes, I'm a real estate agent. Yes, there are things that need to happen. At the same time, does that need to happen right now? I'm at my kid's soccer game. I had a lady text me on Easter, Easter Sunday. She texted me. She found me on YouTube, and she texted me right away. Reached out, started texting me. I said, I I appreciate you reaching out. It is Easter Sunday, and we are probably three to six hours behind because we're in Hawaii from your location. Um, so I am actually about to do the Easter egg hunt with my kids. Is it okay if I get back to you tomorrow? And she was like texting me back. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, You know, I'm in the East Coast, and I didn't realize. I didn't even think about that. I'm so sorry. Yes, please. I will text you tomorrow, and we can talk tomorrow. So I did still respond, and I just let her know, like, hey, it's Easter Sunday, you know. <laughs> So there are times and things like that, setting boundaries with your clients. Even, you know, hey, I, you know, I I do the thing with my kids at night. So if you need things, leave me a text message. I'll get back to it as soon as possible. Sometimes that might be the next morning, but I will get back to it, I promise. And most of them will go, okay, sounds cool, you know. So thinking you set your own hours. Sometimes if you have clients, not really. All right, number nine, thinking you're going to make a ton of money Easily. Easily is that key word right there. Can you make a ton of money in real estate? Yes, absolutely. Depends on the market sometimes, but for the most part, if you crush it in real estate, you do pretty well for yourself. You live a pretty good life, right? And depending on your hours, which we just talked about. But easily was the key word there. Easily. Some people think that this thing is easy, which we're going to get into in a little bit here, and it's not. You're not easily going to make a ton of money. But is the job of actual job of being a real estate agent hard? No. The hardest part of being a real estate agent is the marketing side, which a lot of people think they understand, and they actually don't. They don't know what marketing is. They don't know what marketing they should be doing. They don't even know who to listen to. So they chase this shiny object, or they hear some bigwig, or they're told by their broker to go take someone's BS coaching, and it's all just it. it that's not good. So the marketing thing is the biggest piece, but thinking you're going to make a ton of money easily, not so much. Jumping into number eight, thinking all of your friends and family will work with you. This is an interesting one, but it's true and it's funny. So quick little story, my brother-in-law, so my wife's brother, um, he owns a house, um, you know, nearby neighborhood and anytime we're at birthday parties or I'm, you know, he, I'm, I'm hanging out with him, anything like that. We, you know, we talk real estate, he owns a house, right? And um, her, or so my mother in law owns a house too, and he's thinking about buying that from her and taking over the loan. So we always talk real estate, right? And he has an agent. He they actually really like their agent. So the agent that helped them buy their home that they're in now, like I know that he prefers to use me, uh, especially because as much as we talk real estate and giving him the education of the market. It starts to build a lot of trust, right? And so while, yes, they really like the lady that helped them get their home, because this was before I was an agent, it's going to be a tough thing because he'd rather use me. So, uh, But he may not, and that's okay. I understand. I get it. I'm not going to be pissed if you don't use me. I get it. Would I prefer that you use me and my team? Yeah, absolutely. But I get it. And the same thing might happen to you. Your cousin, your brother, whoever may already have an agent, and just they like that agent. That agent served them at a high level. The agent did well and they liked that agent and they feel really bad for not using you. But at the same time, you're kind of new too. So they're like, how much do you really know? Is this going to be crazy? Do you know what you're doing? Are you going to be able to handle all of this? Like, "Mm, I don't know. Yeah. So they've got those questions running through their mind with you being a new real estate agent And they don't know if they should use you because they don't want it to be mayhem and they don't want things to get lost. This is legal documentation. This is like the biggest purchase or sale ever that they've made. So those things come to play a factor as well. So thinking you're going to, you know, all your friends and family are going to work with you, not really the case. So that might be a hard pill to swallow. Number seven on our list is don't like talking to people. If you don't like talking to people, then there are other things that you can do in this industry But two of the biggest factors in this industry that are going to help you generate more and more business is your marketing, which we've already talked about, and your communication skills, which is what we're talking about now. And I don't mean just talking to people, but understanding how to communicate with people. Yes, there's a way and a level of communication in your marketing, but when you're actually on calls, phone calls or Zooms or in person, face-to-face with your clients, There's a method to the madness when it comes to communication, building a relationship, relatable aspects, storytelling, but not making it about you, keeping it about them. Understanding your DISC assessment profile. I'm huge on this, the DISC assessment. Look it up. It's an old school personality test. But the DISC assessment, you answer a slew of questions and they give you your personality profile. They also give you how you adapt to others. So for me, I am a high I. On the disc, it's D-I-S-C. I'm a high I, which means I love storytelling, I love talking, I love having these long conversations, and I may, be, I may need to be interrupted from time to time to stop and take a breath, right? I'm also a high C, C is very analytical, right? And you'll understand this when you go take the disc. They'll give you the breakdown of all these. Or you can Google it and find out more. But the C is more analytical. Somebody who likes to look at numbers and data and use that in context when telling stories. Imagine that. High I, high C. Now, how do I adapt? So when I adapt, I'm actually pretty good at adapting to who I'm talking to. So if that person's in kind of a down mood, I'm like, hey, you know... I know what you I know what you're going through. Been there too. If you need anything, like do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Or somebody's super hyperactive and they're like, "Yo, man, this is awesome. I really appreciate this." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Yo, so I know, I know. I'm so excited to be on this call with you." Like, I'm super adaptive. I'm like a chameleon when it comes to the adaptive side. And I learned that taking the DISC assessment, but I also learned that when I started paying attention to the conversations that I was having with people and how I was adapting. There's so much more to communication than you think you might know. But marketing and communication, you have to be able to talk to people. Number six, thinking it will be an easy side hustle. So a lot of people will get their real estate license and start it as a side hustle. And they go, yeah, I got my real estate license. Maybe I'll do a couple deals this year because a friend or a family knows that you're uh, licensed or your neighbor knows that you're licensed and you might sneak in a deal or two here and there right? You're trying to do it as a side hustle, get a nice, you know, check here and there, those kinds of things. Again, it's not easy. This industry is not easy. Even if people know that you have your license, trust me, there's so many real estate agents, you have to find a way to stand out. And if you're just trying to do it as a side hustle, then you're not really going to stand out. If you're doing it as a side hustle, you're probably not paying that much attention to it. If you're doing it as a side hustle, it's just not your main gig. But you have to find a way to make it your main gig if that's what you want to do. But just having your license on the side, could you could do a referral network program kind of thing, right? And you can just collect referrals or send out referrals, those types of things. But as far as it being an easy side hustle, not so much. Going into number five, don't have the time. All right. So if you're trying to crush it in real estate, you're going to need the time. You're going to need the time to learn. You got to keep that open mind. You've got to, your brain's a sponge. You're new. You're going to need the time to train. You're going to need the time to learn. We just talked about the disc assessment. We talked about marketing. We talked about communication, right? All those things. You're going to need time to learn. You're going to need the time to dial in your marketing and figure out where it is or how it is that you want to market. You're going to need time to, to, to find people, to talk to people, prospect if you want to do it, and cold call that way if that's what you want to do. You're going to need the time. When you have clients and you get clients in contract, you're going to need the time. You're going to need the time to give them as far as Making sure that that process is going as smooth as it possibly can. So thinking that you just can do this, this isn't like some four-hour workweek job. Um, if you really want to crush in real estate, you're going to need more time. And you only have 86,400 seconds every day. That is my motto, 86,400. So you're going to need the time. Number four, you think it'll make you famous? <laughs> I know a lot of you have probably watched Property Brothers. You probably watched Selling Sunset or some other crap like that, and you think that you are just gonna make it big as a real estate agent. It's gonna be easy to get famous. I don't know how people get this in their head. I really don't. Um, I don't know how like real estate and fame became synonymous in some sort of way. Like, there is people out there: Barbara Corcoran, Ryan Serhant, right? There is some big people out there in the real estate industry but it takes work to get there and they, i don't even know if they had the intention of being famous necessarily they just became big they get, they became great at what they did and because they were great that helped them become a face a name and a brand okay and so i don't know where this comes from but real estate just being a daily real estate agent is not going to make you famous if you crush it and you put in the time and you understand all these things, then you may get some recognition here and there, which is cool. All good, right? But being famous, I don't know. I just don't know where that comes from, and that's not really my intention either. But let's go ahead and roll into number three. Because your family said you'd be good at it. <laughs> this is another hard pill to swallow. But a lot of people will go, my my mom said that she thinks I'd be good at real estate, so I got my license. And I had no idea what the hell I was getting into because now I don't want to do this anymore. Um, you know what I mean? With the stress and just not, you know, maybe having a dry spell, not making money, not having clients, things in escrow, right? So don't just get your license um, or try to pursue this because you your family said you'd be good at it, right? maybe they think you're good at sales and that's, that's what's going to help you crush it in this business. But you know, you may be good at sales, but there's a whole lot more to real estate than just sales, right? Maybe you're good on camera and they go, "Oh, you should do a YouTube channel or something. And, and uh, yeah, you'll be good at it, but there's still other aspects to real estate that you need to understand. And by the way, YouTube is the main pillar of my business that generates majority of my business and helps generate clients and stuff like that for my team. So, Number two, afraid of competition. Man, oh man. Real estate is such a competition and I love it. I love competition. I'm the youngest of three. And so I've got I, I lost at everything when I was a small kid. I'm super competitive guy. Super competitive. And the real estate injury industry is super competitive. That's why we have discount brokers, because they have no other way of getting business, so they just offer a discount. And when you know you get what you pay for with that. But if you're afraid of competition, then this may not be for you. If you're just like, I don't, you know, that, that kind of person that's like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, if you, if you want the client, you can have it type of thing. You got to be willing to fight for what it is that you want, right? The life you want, the clients you want, these types of things. You got to be willing to fight for that. Does that mean discounting your services? For me, no. I don't discount anything. I just I don't discount shit. None of my services get discounted. Somebody asks me for a discount, you can find another agent because that's not me. I know the level of service that I provide So that's just how my mind is, and I'm not afraid to lose a client because of it. I've lost I've lost listings because of uh, they asked me to discount my services, and I said nope, not doing it. (sighs) Have fun with the other one, and then they'll reach back out to me and go, I should have I should have listed with you. Well, yeah, are you buying a house, (laughs) right? So you just can't if if you're afraid of competition, the industry might not be for you. Which leads me into number one of being afraid of the hustle. If you are trying to really crush it at this, then you're going to have to hustle. You're going to have to put in the work. If you are a lazy person and you know you know you are, don't don't be in denial. Just hey, yeah, I'm lazy, but can I get myself out of this funk? Yeah, absolutely. Real estate is a hustle. You have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to put in the time, you have to be willing to put in the work. So, it's a hustle. You just got to work at it, right? Work, work, work. And again, set boundaries and things like that. But it's such a hustle that a lot of people just don't even realize. And so, like I said, the hardest part is actually getting the clients, getting in front of these other agents who are already massive in the local market. And how are you going to get in front? How are you going to get somebody to choose you over them, right? That's the the part that's hard. Getting once you have the client and all that stuff, the rest is, is easy, right? It's pretty easy. But The first hard part part is getting the client. So I just gave you 10 things, all right? 10 things or 10 reasons why you should not become a real estate agent, all right? Now, if you're like, I'm ready to work, I'm ready to hustle, I'm ready to learn, let's get after it. And we have tons of free training. I mentioned how I built my business around YouTube as being one of my main pillars, if you want to learn more about how we can do that or how you can learn how to do that, you can check out Channel Junkies on YouTube or you can head to ChannelJunkies.com. If you want to hear the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jackson Wilkie, you can check out the Walk & Talk podcast All right, on, um, on any platform, but it's the Walk & Talk podcast by the Channel Junkies, however it is. But you can check. It, you can also check that out ChannelJunkies.com. Anyway, you can check us out. We have tons of free training, free content that teaches you how to generate business with the power of YouTube. All right. My name is Ryan Strong, and this is the new Real Estate Agent Podcast. Don't forget to check out some of these older episodes, but we'll see you in the next one.